This episode is brought to you by Zeratech Software Development. Are you a company whose commitment to excellence demands effective software tools? Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help build or enhance your technological systems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. You can find them at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Hey guys, today I sat down and talked to Ted Mortberg. Ted is a super interesting guy. He's pumped on backpacking, hunting, adventuring, uh, gardening, uh, at least on a conceptual level, uh, but just really enjoys pushing himself, challenging himself uh, mentally, physically. Uh, So just hearing about that side of things is really cool. And and also to add to the intrigue is I really had to bug him to get on here. Uh, First, he said no I uh, kept bugging him. Finally, he agreed to it and got to get into a lot of these conversations. So I really enjoyed this one. I hope you do as well. Welcome to the Obsessed Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Herkus. In this podcast, we get to meet and hear from folks who are obsessed with a wide array of interesting endeavors. We dive into some awesome stories and look at the mindsets and the psychology of those who are obsessed. Let's go. <laughs> well, yeah, and he just rolls. Yeah. Uh, so I just hit record, just like actually, I just hit record right now. But yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll just roll with that. But Ted, really appreciate you coming in today. Yeah. Thank you, Logan. Yeah. Here to talk about, and, and we can go any direction, but what I wanted to talk to you about is I don't know if you'd sum it up as the outdoors, like you're, you're big into camping, hiking, hunting, stuff like that. Uh, and then at some point I want to touch on jujitsu that you're in as well. Uh, but is that true? Or do you, I mean, are you pretty pumped? Like I, you, at one point I heard a story, you were going camping overnight in the rifle season for deer or something like that. And you're, you're going camping in the Huron mountains, stuff like that. Is that, that's a world you're pretty engaged in? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and have you always been that way? I would say yes. Okay. And that's just an effect of growing up and that's what your, your, you and your friends did as you'd camp and stuff like that. Or how did that come to be? Yeah. I would say growing up, we'd go camping quite a bit. Okay. Up in the end of our road. Yeah. In the valley there. Right. So we'd be out there camping quite often every weekend, I would say then. Right. And we did too, or I did too quite a bit growing up, but then it was, you didn't look at it as an adventure even. Like it was just fun. Let's just go out and go camp. You know what I mean? You didn't think of it as this grand thing necessarily, right? Correct. Yeah. You were just going out with your buddies to go camping. Right. You didn't think nothing of it. And, and not that you should, but I'm just saying now I'm like, wow, how cool. But at the time, again, it was cool, but it was just like, hey, we're buddies hanging out. But eventually that evolved for me into uh, like being more intentionally engaged in that world is that how is it, it is for you yeah yeah you're looking into backpacks and carrying all of your stuff instead of taking on a four-wheeler or whatever it might be right yeah so so that same kind of thing like, did you grow up hunting as well yes okay. yeah uh and there's a big intersection in those worlds obviously but same thing you just capped as as a that's just as what you did right yeah well, at what point did you also start to be like hey i pretty engaged in this world let's start researching this stuff let's start going on overnight hikes stuff like that um i would say probably about the time end of high school is when i did more a little more of that i never really got way into it but a little bit more into that then just dabbled into it at that point yeah yep i had a backpack and we did some hiking around up in the keweenaw along lake superior and stuff okay that overnight hikes that you were doing on Lake Superior, or what were you doing there? One in particular, we hiked from mouth of the Montreal to um, Keystone Bay there. Okay. How far is that roughly? I believe it's only about five miles, maybe yeah. maybe more. I can't say exactly. Okay. And then you camped there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then you hiked back or you had somebody else pick you up or what'd you do? Uh, we hiked back on the trails okay. from there. I got you. So the way there was on the lake and then the way back was on the trails? Correct. Yes. Nice. Uh, And was that still just kind of hanging out with buddies or was that more of an an intentional, let's go out and try this kind of thing? I would say that one was more intentional right there. Okay. Uh, And and what was the progression after that? Like, I mean, where did you go to after that? Was it 
quick or was it still like ones twos how did that go from after that yeah i was still slow after that okay i would say i didn't i would say it's still slow for me you're just slowly building upon everything you've done before sure yeah um so but you did that first trip what were some of the trips that you did after that at one point we talked about you were in the huron mountains camping uh you again i hinted that you last fall i think you went camped overnight rifle hunting or even had a pistol i think but anyways what how did that progression happen or what were some of those things that you did yeah so in the past few years we've done quite a bit of camping we've hiked we're you want to do stuff that sucks right so you pick terrible times of the year so (laughs) we we hiked um silver mountain i think two springs ago yeah and i hiked over that in the spring when it was everything was wet and icy one weekend and then also that here mountain trip we were going out there to out in the here mountains there's a cut through a rock huh. that we were going and we camped at that cut and then we hiked mount arvon from that cut through the bush okay and then back and that trip we were planning a fall camping trip and when we got to the Huron Mountains we didn't know but it was winter up there so (laughs) (laughs) that was an awesome camping trip that time too so yeah feels like I talked to you about that you were like you said a fall trip and you just had a tarp basically or what did you have for a shelter uh yeah we had tarps and hammocks okay correct and it snowed on you yeah it it snowed on us also right yeah so we hiked in uh would have been friday night and then camped at that cut and slept in hammocks that night and saturday we hiked over to up mount arvon and back and we actually went got to the vehicles because we knew we didn't want to hike out in the morning so Mm -hmm. got to the vehicles and set up tarps and we slept on the ground that night and woke up under six eight inches of snow hmm. yeah and this was in the fall yes or i mean right on the transition between fall and yeah and i believe winter. it was october sometime okay late october okay and largely just you and your brother or who's been who's uh, been going me with and my you? friend uh logan turbo okay yeah uh and you and just been pushing the limits you said that you like to look things that or you like to have it be where it's not fun, right? Where yep. where it's not enjoyable. And why is that? I mean, in the moment, are you like, this is awesome? Or, I mean, it's the, the type one, the type two fun, right? Where afterwards it's fun or how does that work? I would say in the moment, it's might not be enjoyable, but you're, you're always like, it could be worse. Yeah. No matter what, what it is, right? it could be worse. You're always thinking. Yeah. So I say that keeps it fun for the most part. Yeah. Mm. But that's not necessarily a, a thing that most people strive for you know what i mean yeah I, I, yep. so not unheard of right yeah uh, but i mean i mean thinking even in the hunting world like you've gone backpack hunting or whatever else it might be is that's a lot of what that is too right where yep. it's sometimes not that enjoyable in the moment either it's boring you're cold you're wet whatever it might be but afterwards you're like i can't wait to do it again oh yeah 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 uh but did you know that you always enjoyed that the the struggle i i would say not necessarily no i didn't know that okay i always i'm always i want i carry the biggest backpack so i have a little of everything and usually i don't use any of that stuff, yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> have you gotten away from that at all like gotten more uh, towards a little bit but still i still carry probably one of the bigger backpacks out of everyone so yeah and, and and almost out of just to add to the misery or what or or how come you haven't got to the point it feels like most people that get into backpacking and hiking whatever else they're trying to say what can i eliminate what can i cut you're saying you're going the other way is it out of misery or what is it for it's to prevent the misery but i want that misery so i can't explain it really yeah but. so to prevent you're, you're saying you're bringing things that you might need to prevent misery out there but also it adds to the misery component of having to haul that heavy pack or what uh yeah you could yeah i would say that would make sense okay um but those first like that first beach excursion and some of these mount arvon hiking experiences what were those like like 
I know firsthand, right? So some of them are like, but I'm just curious for you, what did they mean for you? And why did they grip you to the point where you're like, Hey, let's keep pursuing this. Um, I would say like the beach hike that was more with your buddies. Okay. We, had, we had a good group there mm-hmm. and I would say we were mostly, we, we were, we talked about trying to hike around the queuing up point there but we never we never did do that yeah maybe someday but right um yeah i don't know if i'd say it's just you're with your friends right there oh you're outside so like that's always a plus right right um mount arvon um i'd say you're we, we wanted to see this cut and which is an awesome cut, by the way. You should go look at that hmm. someday. Yeah. I think, I believe it's called Summit Cut. Okay. So that, I guess I don't know really what I was going for necessarily. Mm-hmm. Other than sightseeing and climb Mount Arvon, which I believe is the highest point in Michigan. Okay. I It might not... It might not be the highest point anymore. I think there's a mine tailing pile that's higher hmm. or something. Okay. But other than that, it was the highest point in Michigan and that cut for Mount Arvon, which was an awesome experience out there. Yeah. Right. So, but really just the adventure, is it like an adventure thing for you too? I mean, seeing the cut, hike in the hill, is it adventure a big component of it? Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cause you've gotten into, is that true? I keep talking about it. You went, did you go pistol hunting, like backpack pistol deer hunting last fall? Uh, yes. Yeah. So at the start of this hunting season, I decided that I was only going to shoot my deer with a pistol or a bow. Okay. So, so I hunted all bow season and then didn't get one. So I went out and beginning of first week of rifle season, we went out for four nights with our we took packed our backpacks and hiked into the Ottawa National Forest and set up camp in there and hiked from and hunted from the camp for three days okay so two two nights three days that you were there yeah or or is it three nights three nights or four nights three days okay yeah I gotcha um and what was that experience like was that your first time backpack deer hunting yeah yep correct okay uh and what was that like i would say that was the first time we went for an extended period of time out of a backpack yeah the so learned a ton on that trip before that it was just one or two night camping trips and so you never really worried about like food or anything so just learning how to pack your food like there's stuff i never would have thought of when all of a sudden you're going out for many nights and you're trying to pack all your food and getting all that because you're carrying a lot more food than you think you would necessarily be carrying but it really isn't that much yeah and mentally with just the preparing for that and planning it out for weeks before making sure you have what you want right and yeah i don't know yeah the the food where what what did you do there i mean did you like research it at all or you just tried to make like a meal plan per day of this is what i need to eat per for three meals or this how many calories i need or how did you approach that uh basically looking into um western hunters or mountain hunters what what they're trying to do yeah getting rough ideas from them on items and meal plan ideas mm-hmm. and then seeing how they do it everyone has their own way of doing it and just pretty much seeing what they're doing and trying to set up your own yeah and and did you were you happy with your end result or did you after decide you needed to tweak however you did it i would say in general I was very happy with it okay um there is stuff that you would tweak 
and you i believe you'll always be tweaking everything you're, you're doing yeah. you'll never have it right and if you have it right you're not trying hard enough to continue make it better sure right how did you so you you followed some western hunting which is a world i'm uh, love to be engaged in right yeah uh, and and we did this last fall we did a couple overnights out west uh unreal just the same thing like it'd be around here right uh but same thing preparing doing these like searching these how the, what these other guys have for meal plans and calorie counts i mean you could go like way way deep right yeah uh but it's just fun to do and fun to see and also right i, I maybe it just helped me like i was very calculated about like i need 3000 calories per day or whatever it was, you're going to burn more than that, but it's still like bring in whatever the actual day's worth is make a meal plan. I had it all in Ziploc bags. Like, did you do something similar to that? Or yes. What? Yeah. You brought like dehydrated food and other snacks or what did you bring? Uh, very little dehydrated food. Okay. Uh, it was a lot of nuts and peanut butter and, mm -hmm. uh, like tortilla wraps Okay. for the breads out there. I, a lot of the Western ones, I believe they bring bagels. Yeah. You can crush those pretty good and they're not, they don't really crush. Mm -hmm. um, then just dried rice and noodles and stuff. We boiled a lot of water for a lot of our meals. Okay. Um, and I was going to ask, you did some hot water type meals that. Yeah. Okay. That's a big morale booster, hey, to have a hot meal when you're, when you don't have a warm camp or a warm truck to go back to. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Did you have a, a heating system in your, what did you have tents or tarps or what'd you use for shelter? Did so you say? for this, that trip, we set up one big tarp and okay. camped underneath that, um, had a fire in front, which we ended up using for boiling almost all our water. Okay. So when you'd get back in the evening, you'd, uh, be boiling water. We were right next to a lake and you'd be boiling water for all evening, hmm. to fill your water bottles for the next day. Right. Right. So did you bring filters or anything for water or what'd you? Uh, yes, we did bring filters, but we didn't use any of them. We ended up boiling all our water for the most part. Okay. Since you had the fire there already, yep. you would. You just keep a pot boiling all the time and just keep everything filled. Yeah. So that was who, you and Logan or who? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, and did, did you get a deer? I did not get a deer on that trip. Okay. So I I got my deer on Thanksgiving day. Um, up in the Keweenaw, actually, with okay. my pistol then. And you got one with your pistol, hey? What was that story? Forrester Research interviewed 206 senior technology leaders in major organizations responsible for software development sourcing. 63% said their software development service partners do not have a full understanding of their end customer. If you're dead serious about moving faster and getting more done, Zeratech software development can help you move forward with confidence. Let the team at Zeratech Software Development help solve your problems with mobile, web, and backend solutions. As they align with their clients, they use a proven method to understand the scope of the problem and help demystify the steps to make it go away. They will deliver the software solution you need, and they do it with the integrity that you'd expect from a family-owned business in the heartland of America. Schedule a call with the team at Zeratech today at zeratech.com. That's X-E-R-A-T-E-C.com. Uh, so my theory was for this year was you'll never shoot a deer if you're not in the woods. So I tried to be out in the woods any day I could and woke up Thanksgiving day and did not want to go hunting at all. Yeah. I figured I got to be out in the woods in case I see one. Mm -hmm. So, um, drove up to the queue and I got on my truck and it was probably the worst day for hunting. You couldn't move outside without making noise. There's, hmm. It had rained the night before, so there's uh, on top of the snow, so there's two inches of snow with a hard, crunchy crust on there. Yeah. So I figured the only way to hunt would be to still hunt. And it was a colder morning. I don't know what the temperature was, but so I started still hunting across the hillside. And so it probably took me three hours to get to the end of the hill and by that time i was done uh it was too cold sure so, ready to head back and i turned uh head down the hill and i seen tracks in the snow hmm. 
which they stood out to me because they were they were we had a light covering the snow over this crunchy stuff but they stood out because they were much more sharp in the ground cutting through the snow right so you, they had been made after the everything had froze so you could feel that they were soft mm-hmm. so and there was a lot of deer tracks but i was able to follow those tracks and when you would lose that you could usually find it by seeing how it cut through the snow or else if you couldn't see that you could usually feel the track to huh. feel it what do you mean by feel it with your hand or something or yeah you... yeah yeah just feel this that the icy snow had been broken up and oh, okay i got gotcha. you so i was able to follow it and i had been listening to podcasts uh big woods box podcast yeah yeah so i that's where i was getting my tracking information i'm not a tracker by any means yeah. <laughs> yeah. so i had <clears throat> followed that deer and it was stopping under trees and eating under every apple tree it went under looking for apples so I, and listening to their podcast they're saying when deer start doing that they're ready to bed down so I was thinking I must be getting close to it. So then I, I was stopping for longer periods of time, just hoping to see it. And then at one point I had stepped out then of the brush and stopped and waited and took a few more steps and it had jumped up and ran. Hmm. And it was down kind of in a little dish full of elder brush and took off across that and I couldn't see it and get a good shot or even see that it had horns but I could see on the other side of that dip Mm -hmm. there was a field around so I cut around the field to the come into that clearing from the other side Mm -hmm. and stepped into that clearing and was looking around and I seen the back end of it and right away I'm searching for the, the front end, couldn't find it. Then I found it on the other side of a, a big maple tree mm-hmm. and it had horns or antlers. Right. So, and listen to the Big Woods Buck podcast, they say you'll never shoot hit anything you don't, don't shoot at. So I shot it right there and it ran about 25 yards and I, it fell and I walked up and I finished it right there. Sure. Yeah. Huh. That must've been pretty sweet. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every year of hunting, it gets flutter. Right. Right. I, uh, yeah, I've, I, I read Hal Blood's one is uh big woods bucks volume one and two, I think a uh, little bit listen to his podcast, but for sure, just all in on that style. Yeah. Uh, not successful yet i mean i got a deer without bait last fall but i wasn't tracking it uh i yeah so but to get one tracking with a pistol how far away were you from that deer when you shot it uh, i believe 30 yards okay unreal and and how far were you from where you started that morning when you had shot it 50 yards from the truck really <laughs> yeah it went right back toward my vehicle that deer unreal so i don't know if it was bedded there when i arrived or if it came in after sure yeah uh, but still, even just to do that, that's, that's pretty sweet. Uh, but you still follow Hal Blood and the Big Woods Bucks guys? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's, maybe seasonally, like as you get closer to deer season, you get back yes, into it again. Correct. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's something I've been wanting to do. We kind of did it, kind of did a remote hunt last fall, uh, and really just been trying to get back into some remote places and stuff like that. But, uh, something I've been wanting to do is backpack rifle hunt up here or bow hunt either way have you backpack bow hunted up here i have not done any backpack bow hunting at all okay uh will you i'm assuming you will on the rifle hunt side of things or a pistol hunt you'll do that again yeah yep for sure yeah longer this time Uh, i don't know necessarily if it'd be much longer Mm -hmm. more because of work and sure just taking time off type stuff but yeah but still take a long weekend or something like that and yeah after it eh? yeah but it is how long have you been hunting like that uh this is my first year with a pistol and then last year was my first year 
uh, just walking with a rifle. Mm -hmm. So not very long at all. Okay. Do you bring binoculars with you? I do not bring binoculars. I believe I should, but I haven't yet. Yeah. To me, they're a a game changer, which actually I was just talking to somebody the other day and they said that they are a, a detriment. Uh, which was a new perspective for me, but they're saying if you're looking, that's a fraction of a second that you could have had to have the gun up or whatever else to shoot. Uh, but I think they have their place. I meaning I've identified deer all the time with the binoculars that I could never, I couldn't with my naked eye. So when you're telling the story about that deer and that, and you couldn't find them, whatever else, I was wondering if binoculars could have helped you identify in that moment. Um, they may have, but I believe they wouldn't have been much assistance in that situation because. You are with a pistol and you're relatively close already sure yeah okay so maybe they can make sense if you're ide- identifying something a lot further away but if you're within pistol range typically yeah. it's not a benefit although i have had again 40 yards like a deer i couldn't tell what it was and binoculars then you can yep a lot of times once it gets dark binoculars would help a lot because they gather so much light yeah right so in dusk right yeah absolutely and just help you identify but i feel like there's a thing that you get to like that you're talking about in the hunting thing uh or i've been just a little bit engaged myself in the backpacking world is like it's all about the adventure for me that's what it is is that true for you i mean i asked you that a little bit earlier but is it true like the the deer hunts and all this stuff it's more about the adventure itself than maybe the end deer or something like that correct yeah yep if i hadn't gotten a deer i'd definitely be doing it again next year just because it's so fun to be out there trying to just i spent so many days just you're just walking around in the brush just you might not get see it you might not even see a deer all day but just being out there and seeing the sun coming through the trees like in the morning or in the evening yeah it's it's awesome being out there yeah yeah have you ever i I think we'll probably even get back to the hunting side of things but something i keep talking about on this podcast and and can't stop thinking about is through hiking like the appalachian trail or pacific crest trail or something like that would you ever want to do that i think it'd be a blast to do it i think just in lifetime i think would hamper a lot of that yeah yeah, when I hear that, I think to myself, okay, I guess everybody has their own excuses, but I'm married. I've got three little ones. You're not married, right? Correct. Okay. And no kids? Nope. Yeah. So, man, here, uh, your employer would get frustrated at me, but, oh, man, you should quit and go tomorrow. Like, <laughs> no, I, I mean, obviously, you got to make your own life choice. And I didn't make that choice at that time. I wasn't even hardly aware of it at the time, so I didn't know what I was missing. Uh, but, like, if I could go back in time and say, would I do it? or like put myself in your shoes and I would do it in a heartbeat, right? But that's easy for me to say on this side where I'm not doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. I mean, again, uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna convince you to do something you your, your life isn't meant to do, but oh man. Outside of employers and money and responsibilities and whatever, what, what would you think of something like that? I think it'd be just the funnest thing in the world probably to go try something like that. Yeah. Just, you're just walking which is a whole nother aspect like with when you're walking so much like you're worrying about your feet and your because your feet are your main mode of transportation out there you don't you're not stopping to get into your vehicle or anything out there right so you just i'd say it's be an endurance sport and that sounds just like a blast yeah right wouldn't be no fun but yeah (laughs) (laughs) at the moment but yeah no i bet you it would though i feel well I think about it many ways. I've I've said before, I think it would be it'd be life changing, but it also it wouldn't be life changing. At the end of the day, you're just hiking. What's yeah. the difference, right? Uh it would be super hard, but also not super hard because at the same time you like you 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 get conditioned for it. You know what I mean? Uh but also like you've got a ton of life experience where you've faced a lot of adversity from a from a physical standpoint. Like that's just the life we lived growing up, right? Yeah. You went camp and you did this, you were I mean as a we had it easy but also like you put yourself through some tough situations uh and maybe you pride yourself on like a a a youper or a or a a heritage toughness right uh but doesn't it feel like like at the same time of it being super hard it would also be easy and achievable oh yeah yes yeah it it would be hard but it's also your mindset just you just put your mind to it you can do it right 
it wouldn't be difficult necessarily might be difficult physically but i'd say mentally which would also be difficult but you you could do it yeah i think you would and i don't mean to want to paint it in a bright in a small light like it would be difficult right but like if you go into it like there is no way i'm gonna quit yeah you would make it through and you would have moments where you're like what on earth am i doing this for and yeah again still i just think that the the benefit of you doing that and breaking through that it just goes back to the you hiking mount arvon or camping in this like that's part of what you enjoy that for is like this is not enjoyable but it's also enjoyable correct yeah yeah uh oh so i just want to tell you like and again some somebody could say like why aren't i doing the same thing and maybe i will but I think you have the rest of your life to work. You have the rest of your life to make money. You have the rest of your life to pay bills and be responsible. But if that's something you'd want to do, like, oh man, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> not saying I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I told Wes the same thing. Our, our mutual friend Wes, like, you got to go tomorrow, and he was like, I don't know, like, but it's funny how that is. Is like the person, like I said, I, I can't. Maybe I can. I don't know. We'll see where life takes us, but. Uh, I don't see a way that I can currently do that at all. So like when I see you and I know that you can, and it's like, oh, especially knowing how much you would enjoy it, right? Yes. Have you thought about it? Uh, very little, but. Okay. We're actually, there's the North Country Trail. We're trying to hike parts of that, just more, more or less weekend trips, but just hike parts of that in the UP here. Yeah, have you? Uh, we've done it once, once small section so far. Okay. How was that? That was another awesome trip. Yeah. So that one was, we went after work on a Friday and drove out. It's actually this last, uh, ice storm we had. Like three weeks ago? Yeah. 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 So we were camping in that out there and that <laughs> came through. So, <laughs> uh, did you know the weather was going to be that bad? Oh, we had an idea that it might get bad. Yeah. Yeah. But I figured I'd just wing it and see well, what happens. Still you and Logan again or who? Yeah. Correct. You haven't, you haven't drug Arvid into some no, of these trips? No, no, no one else really wants to do that much of that type of stuff. Yeah. I would say a lot, a lot of people like camping, but once you get to the colder stuff and the wetter stuff, people don't really want to do that. I would say, but right. in general. Yeah. So you're saying like a month ago when we had that ice storm, how, how many miles of that North Country Trail did you do? Uh, that was about eight miles, that section okay. right there. Yeah. So just got a little taste of it compared to the 4,000 some miles that it is or Correct. whatever. Yeah. 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 Yep. Do you hope to continue to do that? Keep yeah. Keep it? Keep piecing it together. Yep. Okay. And then if you were going long weekends, maybe trying to do some 20, 30 mile weekends or something like that, or what would your... Yeah. That's what we're hoping to do. Yep get okay. some of those in yeah so but uh, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't and maybe you will because we're talking about it but i'm surprised you haven't looked into the uh, maybe or maybe it's just because you don't realize it's even a possibility but like the appalachian or the pacific crest or anything like that have you watched videos of people that have done it or anything oh uh, i haven't yeah the yeah you should we'll have to chat another time about it but again it's uh yeah, I don't want to convince you to do something that you're not pumped to do or something, but I feel like every being of you or every part of your being is like made for that and fit for that. And that you're in a spot where you can do it. You know, you would look back and enjoy it. Right. Or what would you think? What, what would your, I'm curious what your thoughts of post doing that, like, what would your thoughts look back, looking back at it be? Uh, if I had to guess, it'd be go do it again. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be my guess. Right. If I did finish something like that. Yeah. For the most part. Or else a different one. That's what I, I would think they would be. I don't know. Or just hard to say. Maybe it'd just be that I'm I did it and I'm done now. But I don't think that'd necessarily be what it would be, but Yeah. I mean this whole world, is this stuff you think about year round? Uh pretty much, yeah. Yeah. A lot of this. what else? Um like, is there anything else that compares to it? I'm saying uh, that you're pumped about. I'd say there's a lot of stuff I'm pumped about, but I just I can't put my fingers 
re-unbucked about gardening. I really? Know. <laughs> huh. Tried to learn about everything, I guess. Yeah. And where does the, the gardening component come come into play? Uh, more or less, you're try to grow your own food. Okay. Type deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to just picture or like, I keep asking you about the hunting, the backpacking, whatever else. And I think that is a huge part of your life. Right. But yeah. also trying to take a big picture look of like, what are you pumped about? And, and is it this bigger arching theme of, uh, I don't know, like mental toughness, uh, reliability, self-reliance, self-sufficiency. I don't know. Yeah. I would say self-sufficiency and then another thing that i've done in the past uh shooting some uspsa done a little bit of that okay u.s pistol association or something or what is that united states practical pistol association okay or shooting association okay yeah so done some of that they're shooting yeah and jujitsu yep right i have done a small amount of that okay also for you said for like before we got on you were saying eight nine months or something like that yeah yep okay how did you get introduced to that uh uh andy helmanen okay introduced me to that and that was awesome when i was doing that i should do it more but i yeah. just don't have time to be doing everything i'm doing and do that also so sure sure uh and and so he introduced you to it what how did he pitch you on it uh you have to know it. <laughs> yeah. He just knew you'd be pumped on it or what? I believe. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And what was that like? That I would say is awesome. Cause it, it makes you slow down and think, mm-hmm. um, you, I'd say it gives you physical strength more after repetitive use. Okay. It. Um, and it, I say it helps you mentally for the most part. Yeah. Um, other than that, I there's a lot of benefits I would say to it. People say jujitsu, you can take on a bigger opponent, which not necessarily they you can. It wouldn't necessarily help you against a bigger opponent. Okay. Like. If you're a small, if they know jujitsu also, sure. If you're a smaller opponent and they know nothing, you may be able to use that jujitsu on them. Right. But okay. But what was that experience like from a total new beginner hopping into jujitsu? I'm I'm not familiar with that. I mean, familiar from an outside perspective, but like, what do you do? What do you learn? Uh, and and why did you enjoy that so much? Uh, jiu-jitsu is ground grappling. So the goal in jiu-jitsu is to take your opponent to the ground okay. and then submit them. Right. So, um, what would you No, just like, what, what's the actual process? Like you join jiu-jitsu. What yeah. are you doing? I mean, day one, you're in there grappling or what, what do you, what's that look like? And I'm, I'm curious about why was it so exciting? Yeah. So, so you're day one you you know nothing and it's probably it's like that for the first week two weeks and after so you're starting out and you're slowly every every move every position every move will can lead you to any other position in any other move which is once you start looking at it there's so many different ways to get to so many different positions Mm -hmm. so it's a puzzle in itself right there trying to figure out every position and every move which people spend years and years and years and years and i know just the smallest fraction of any of that right right uh but how come it was so engaging or how come you enjoyed it so much uh probably i guess i wouldn't be able to say what was so engaging about it probably just being with other people that have the exact same everyone's there doing the exact same thing every day Mm -hmm. so you know what everyone else is learning so right 
you're drilling with everyone. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to take away from it. I'm actually trying to just add to it of like, I feel like that's a common thing and, and, and also trying to get a sense of, or a common thing that people are that are into it are really into it. Right. Yep. Uh, but also trying to get a sense of like you personally, there's a, a personality type that you have that is drawn towards challenging things, obviously adventure. Right. Uh, but also that, that your personality fits that jujitsu thing. And I'm trying to get a sense for what that is. Like there must be, I found myself personally, like if I'm engaged in something, usually it's, it's technical enough that I am never done learning. Yep. Right. Uh, but also through your hard work or work ethic there, it can be a, a pretty quick, like a quick learning curve, but a slow learning curve. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. like a yep. quick being like you can get from a, to, uh, you know, slightly dangerous pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, but then also then the learning curve never ends. Yeah. You'll, you'll never finish. Right. Like type deal. Yeah. Always, is that, is that what it is for you? I would say, yeah, you feel like you get somewhere pretty quick, but you're, you can always, there's always something more to learn. Yeah. And almost everything. Yeah. And that holds true in that backpacking, camping, hiking, hunting world, as well as the jujitsu side of things. Yeah. Yep. I would say so. Yeah. Um, so the gardening, you said that you're pumped about that as well. But what I'm trying to get at is like, if that's a, I don't know, part of what this is, and this is something that this whole podcast itself, right. Is about the idea of just living a passionate life. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking about you who's just pumped about these things. I don't know. I guess I go back and forth of saying like, just be pumped about those things and that's okay. And that's enough. But then on the flip side is like, if you're that pumped about it, like immersing yourself in that life is beneficial. That's where I'm saying like the Appalachian trail or, uh, even the whole North country trail or the Pacific crest or whatever it might be just brings you further down that path, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Or what, what I'm trying to get at too is like uh, the concern would be in 40 years, you look back and say, shoot, I didn't like there was something there and I didn't pursue it. Obviously you're pursuing it. You yeah. were camping an ice storm four weeks ago, but like, <laughs> you know, so it's not, to, I mean, you're pursuing it to a whole other degree, right? So I don't know. You could talk yourself in circles, but you get it all what I'm driving at. Like the, again, the thought of one of these trails, I, and this is me probably trying to live vicariously through you of saying, go do it. And then I can bug you about it after. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's what, I guess, do you see a life where this is it, my concern? And I, and I guess I was just dancing around it here is like, say you made that your life's focus and you made it into a work or a career somehow, would it take away of what you're actually excited about i would say probably not for, okay. the, most, for the most part it wouldn't i would say because mm-hmm. if you're backpacking every day you'd learn and you'd be you'd be learning something every day i would say right right seeing something new every day yeah so i'd say for the most part you could probably do backpacking almost every day mm-hmm. and like jujitsu every single day you're learning something new right yeah, no, so I, there's a part of me that even dreams about a, a simpler life of being a guide or a, even a, even I've thought of a backpacking guide or a hunting guide or something like that or somehow find a way to get yourself immersed in that world and just live in it. Yeah. Would you, does that intrigue you at all? Uh, slightly, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just thinking... Th- the part that doesn't engage you, is it the fact that it could become a job? Is it potentially like a fear of, I mean, we're talking, we're, we're the, uh, uh, the heritage of being quiet and reserved before we got on here. Is that part of it too? Like, would it be scary to go out and guide a bunch of people and you have to lead the pack or something like that or no? I'd say, yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> like I had Brett Massey on here and he was going, did you listen to that one? Probably not. Eh? No, I don't. Uh, think anyways, so. he was he was going. He was guiding up in Alaska, and the scariest part of his guiding wasn't the fact that he was about to go on the wide open ocean or on the on the rough seas or whatever else. It was the six strangers on the boat that he had to make friends with. You know, it's <laughs> yep. 
so is that an element for you too yeah i would say that'd be a difficult thing to make friends with random people every day yeah but maybe it's uh do you look at part of this the the hiking the jujitsu of like facing your fears i would say yeah yep okay is there a benefit in doing that on the people side of things I would say, yes, there is a benefit to do stuff like that. Yeah. Before we hopped on, you said that's part of what this is too, right? You're just trying to face that fear yep. of, of putting yourself out there. Yep. Yeah. What What's that process like? I mean, like at first I asked you to come on, you said no. Uh, I think Wes bugged you enough. I bugged you enough. Maybe eventually you said, yeah, but even still today, you said you were second guessing it maybe. Yeah. Just you're nervous. Um, Yeah, I don't know ex- exactly what it would be, but you're, you don't know what other people are going to think, but you also got to say you can't care what other people think. Yeah. Um, so people are telling me I should come on here and they didn't even know you had asked me to come out here. So right. and I feel like I know very little about, I know a little about a lot, but I don't know much about any certain subject at all, I would say. Yeah. No, I think part of what that is, is too, is you know, again, thinking about the backpacking world, you know enough to know how much you don't know, but at the same time, take you versus a hundred people on the street and you know a world beyond what they know. Right. So I'm thinking about that guiding world or so whatever it might be, or just bringing other people into that world, you would have a ton of value you could add, uh, or even in this conversation, like we're not trying to set you up as an expert in any area. You're just, we're just talking about what you're pumped about. Right. Uh, but I do think it's almost, it's comical the the, how the people side of it can be, what can hold you back and not necessarily the technical or the, the freezing rain or the snow or the water or whatever else. It's just the, yeah. 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 Not comical in like, yeah, just it's all, it's all like a human nature kind of thing or whatever it is, you know. But yeah, because I'm sure some people the easiest part is dealing with other people. Right, right. Yeah, the. Uh... <laughs> oh, but do you think about that? Do you dream about that of somehow incorporating this into like a professional thing? Um, maybe a little bit. There's, I I think like gardening or like farming or a lot of that stuff like would be something I would dream about more. Okay. Yeah. And do you envision you will not dream about it? Do you envision you'll pursue something like that? I'd say more likely. Yeah. I, that's something I've always thought about like growing up also. Right. I've always bought books about all that stuff and all that. Yeah. Do you like to read a lot? I love reading. The problem is trying to find the time. Yeah. try to find at least a little bit time every week to at least read some yeah what do you like to read um mostly i would um one day my sister said told my mom she was reading a super good book and i said i'm reading a super good book too and my mom's like what a how-to book yeah I'm like yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so mostly like how they used to do things for the most part. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so very functional things, how to do things, yep. how they used to do things. But what about, I'm going back to the uh, adventure side of things. Do you like adventure stories? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you read any? I have read quite a few, yes. Yeah. Fiction and nonfiction, or do you enjoy both, or is it strictly only real stories that you like to read, or what is it? I would say... For adventure stories, mostly non or mostly fiction. Okay. Like Western? Yeah, Western or um, what would be that genre? Not, I don't, not spy, but. Sure. Uh, something similar. Okay. Yeah. What's that? I can't think of it, but either <laughs> way. But but you do enjoy you do enjoy an adventure oh, yeah. story side of things, eh? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm trying to pin on, like, I think for me, well, it's both. Like, the, the draw towards that world or the draw towards the adventure side of it, I think mainly it's the adventure, but also for sure there's a component of the struggle is what you enjoy as, as well, right? Like, the physical component of it. Yeah. Uh, 
but I'm trying to just gauge, is that align with you or is it more the struggle and less the adventure? Not that you need to rank one, but I'm just curious how you view, <clears throat> view that side of things. So when you're going on these trips, are you like, man, I can't wait to go struggle or is it mad? I can't wait to go on this adventure. I would say can't wait to go on this adventure and hope there's a struggle here somewhere. Yeah. Type. Sure. Sure. So the adventure might come first for what you're looking for. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We plan these, most of this stuff we plan out quite a bit in advance. So you don't really know what the weather or anything is going to be for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I guess the main reason I wanted to talk to you is about this hunting side of things, the hiking, the backpacking, stuff like that. Uh, just because there's a, you're unique. Like, I mean, we, we'd have a guy's camping trip in the spring and you show up with, uh, some kind of a bread biscuit mix and add water. And I said, where'd you get this? And out of a Louis L'Amour book. And you're like, all right, this guy's my kind of guy, you know? Uh, but yeah, you, and the fact that you do jujitsu or you have, it's funny. Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, uh, you, you can just tell when somebody has that extra level of, of just saying, yeah, let's go do this and embracing the, every part of it. And yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm not different than anyone else out there, but yeah, no, I mean, you're, yeah, you're just, yeah. I think here's what somebody told me before, and I don't know if this is true, is that if you're a natural at something, typically you don't realize you are because to you, it doesn't feel like it's easy or that you're anything special because this is just what you do. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not trying to say you're necessarily a natural at camping or hiking, whatever else, but there's a part of you where you naturally just say, yeah, let's do this. Let's overcome this hard physical challenge or struggle. And even to enter the jujitsu world is a big leap, uh, to go hike Mount Arvon, to do these things, to just do that, that comes naturally to you. So you probably don't realize that that's different. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, that'd probably be true. Yeah. I mean, you probably haven't had to take very, hasn't taken a lot of convincing for you to do a lot of these trips. No, nope. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's next? Like just keep pushing the envelope. Do you have any defined things that you want to do next on a adventure scale or a hunting scale or anything like that? Uh, we have a portion of the North Country Trail planned for a few weeks out, yeah, and then plan on hiking straight for 24 hours. We don't know if we're gonna be able to do it, but we're gonna attempt. Yeah, huh, and see how far you make it. Yep. Yeah, so you're saying a couple of weeks from now, you're gonna go hike some of the North Country Trail? Yeah. And the 24 hour hike is part of that? Yep. Oh, so two weeks from now, you're gonna hike for 24 hours? Uh, I don't know if it's two weeks or how many weeks out, but or three or four yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. We're planning just a backpack and see how far you can go in 24 hours. Hmm. How far do you think you'll go? Uh, I'm guessing it'll be about 20 miles. I don't know how the trails are going to be. I'm guessing they're going to be muddy and wet, but yeah. Right. That's one thing about up here is that your, it feels like your trails are typically wet and muddy. Yep. Correct. Right. Whereas. Oh, West, for example, and that's part of what the draw is there. And I guess that's what you're getting to is that it can't, it can't always be that fun here, but, uh, the benefit out there is the trails are typically drier and easier to hike on, but that goes back towards what you're saying of let's find some struggle. And that water component of it is a struggle, right? Yep. Do you yeah. enjoy the, the wet and the, the slop and the struggle of that? Yeah. Cause you're, you're attempting to stay dry and sometimes it don't work. Yeah. So I would say, yeah. Yeah. You want to you're trying to stay dry you're and if you do get wet you're trying to figure out how to dry everything out which usually isn't very easy if everything's wet right if the whole world around you is wet yeah how do you dry it out eh? yeah yeah mm -hmm. what about on the hunting side of things you said you'll continue to backpack hunt do that continue to pistol hunt as well that'd be my goal yes okay uh, and, and hunting that style, like the big woods bucks tracking, still hunting type of thing. Yeah. Yep. That's, I'd say for me, that's much funner than sitting in a blind. Yeah. Yeah. For me too. It's, uh, it, it's like reignited my, my love for UP hunting. It took it from a, 
like I've always enjoyed it. And I guess I lived away for long enough that I wasn't engaged in it for many years, but moving back, I knew this was the only way I would be engaged in it is I just need to be out on my feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's certainly uh, every year gets way better. feels like I'm learning a ton. Like it's an exponential step every year. So now that this fall, I'm just pumped to see where it goes. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like that'll be that way for you too, though? Like each step, I mean, you said that each year gets better and better. Yeah. Yep. I would say so because every year you're, you, what you can take whatever you learned from the previous year and add it to your knowledge that you have. And I'd say you're growing every year getting better right yeah for me the biggest difference for me i feel like is that i feel like i'm seeing deer more before they see me like that to me felt like the change yeah. like initially i'd see a bunch of tails you know oh, there that's where i'm at right now yeah <laughs> and i still do i still yeah. do don't get me wrong but i'm just saying my percentage of seeing deer before they see me has gone up compared to the, my first year which is three years ago Oh, okay. Yep. And I do feel like a part of that is the binoculars. Like when I'm holding my binoculars up and I'm scanning around, like I'll find a deer, like 200 yards away through the hardwoods all of a sudden there's a deer, you know? Uh, But so finding them that way and also using my binoculars just, it slows me down. You know, it's so hard to go slow. Yeah. Yep. And that's the whole game, right? But if I walk five steps and lift them up, then I'm slowing down and that's part of that benefit too. But either way, everyone has to find their own style and find what fits you, you know? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but what are the odds? Like if you had to right now throw a dart at a dartboard, not even throw a dart at a dartboard, what are the odds that you consider the long trail Appalachian Pacific crest and do something like that? Are you at a zero or are you at a probably like out of 10, probably like a two yeah. maybe. So pretty low, pretty low that I'd ever, that I do it like right now. Yeah. But like six months or a year or something, what do you think? probably still out of two yeah (laughs) (laughs) part of it though i think like a part of my goal is plant the seed and over the next three four months you can stew on it and think about it and you know what that sucker might have some and then start looking into it it's i mean it's always the possibility you can't can't throw it out the window right away right no but again if just if that's something that you would be engaged in it's not it's not now or never like you could do it when you're 60 yeah, but life can take you a lot of directions, and it's almost now or never. But again, you can fill your life with adventure elsewhere. It doesn't have to be one of these labeled trails or uh, or five months straight. You can live sixty years straight of adventure, right? Yep, correct. Yep. But yeah, the and and Logan's been equally pumped about this all with you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, and and so from a from like a, do you get dive head first and like a, a gear and a tactical level? Like, do you read a lot on this stuff? Do you research it, see what other people are doing or, or is it more just trial and error on your front? I'd say I would be more inclined to research what other people are doing and then just purchase one item. Okay. Type deal. That's what you had success with? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, and I'm trying to think, and unless you have anything else you want to cover, I want to ask you one last closing question. Uh, but just trying to think of like favorite moments, and maybe it's the deer that you got with your pistol, but in that backpacking, that adventure world, any favorite moments or, or also, I'm picturing like favorite meaning like it's raining sideways and you start laughing and looking at each other like, what on earth are we doing? But have anything that stands out above the rest of uh, epic, favorite, anything like that? Uh one so when we were hiking a few weeks ago you're, you're hiking and your your feet are just <clears throat> frozen so we we stopped and it took us about half hour before we could warm up our feet again type um i don't know if that's the what you're looking for but yeah. <laughs> that was you're like who else is within eight miles of us right now Right. you're in the middle of nowhere and you're sitting there on the ground with you had we had boiled some water for our bottles to put on our feet to warm them up but yeah like who else is dumb enough to do anything like this yeah <laughs> no that is what i'm looking for because i feel like there's a lot of cool moments uh i mean it can happen on a bright and beautiful and sunny day too but like we're on that where it's raining sideways and you're like 
what are we doing? But I don't care. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> yep. For yeah. sure. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah so i'll i'll keep pick, i mean i've been talking to everybody about this these trails so i'll keep picking your brain asking you six months from now what do you think and and see if you can go that way i can bug you about it and ask you how it went all right i'll take you from a two to a five and see if you reconsider all right but ted i really appreciate it thanks for hopping on thanks for having me logan yeah hey guys thank you for listening today i hope you enjoyed it If you have and you feel so inclined, share this podcast with your friends, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us some feedback with a review. Until next time, thank you.